0: Hello, this is Dr. Melrose from Brookside Optometric Group, welcoming you to another edition of iTalk. Today, we're going to be talking with my partner, Dr. Kurt Skinner. He's going to be discussing the new and a little bit complicated world of uh, anti-reflection coatings and coatings you can put on your glasses to make the glasses look better and perform better. But there's a lot of them, there's a lot of confusion about them, and hopefully this will clear that up. After our discussion with Dr. Skinner, we'll be talking today with Doug Wilhoyt, the CEO of the Stockton Chamber of Commerce. Some people would call him Mr. Stockton. He has been a fixture in our community for as long as all of us can remember, and an incredible man doing an incredible job. And I think you'll find his discussion regarding what's happening in the Chamber of Commerce and other aspects of our city quite fascinating. So without further ado, I'd like to cut to our talk with Dr. Kurt Skinner. So, uh, Kurt, uh, tell us a little bit about what's available for people these days.
1: Well, the coatings have gotten extremely sophisticated now, and uh, the main coatings that we look at are for performance with uh, night driving, um, overhead lights uh, like the uh, supermarkets and warehouses that you go into, and versus the uh, device usage for the screens and the admissions off of uh, Oh, everything from tablets to laptops to phones and PCs these days. So with these coatings, they uh, tell us how they work. The coatings basically allow the light to transmit through the glass. And if you think about it, uh, lenses have at least two surfaces. You have a front surface and you have a back surface. And if you're unfortunate to have a a heavy prescription, you have side surfaces as well. And we've all seen uh, some of those thick uh, peripheral curves on the lenses and uh, when light comes in, they reflect off all those uh, those surfaces. The anti-reflective coating allows the light to transmit through the glass instead of reflecting off the surface. So if you think about it, Technically, you have light coming in the front surface of the lens and there's going to be some reflection off that front surface and most of it's going to go on through the lens, but some will actually reflect off the back surface of the lens as well. And so you're getting some scatter and you're getting depletion of the light coming into your eye and therefore um, a bit of distortion and a little bit of reduced vision. So these coatings allow a more pure optical image to focus on the retina. And a more comfortable image for you to look through. So that
0: impacts uh, things like night glare, uh, headlight glare, things like that.
1: All that reflection, when you think about it, is direct through the windshields and uh, windows of the car, but also on your mirrors as well. And you have um, you have rear headlights coming from behind you. You have um, you have freeway and street lights reflecting. Uh, through the windows and off the back surfaces of your lenses as well you have oncoming headlights and all of those get reduced with the application of anti-reflective coating and uh, reduce scatter reduced glare and flare sensitivity and better quicker optics while you're driving at night and if you add rain or snow or any other precipitation or a little bit of um, Stockton tree sap on your windshield, it's even more difficult uh, with all of this reflection and all this glare incorporated.
0: Now when you see somebody with an anti-reflection coating, you're not seeing uh, a tint, is that right?
1: It depends, there can be just a little bit of a tint. Uh, the, uh, the ones that are more specific for the screen technology applications are gonna have a bit of a blue Tint to them because they are absorbing some of that blue light that is coming off of the screen. So, the, uh, the uh, good example of that would be uh, episode three that you had a, uh, an interview with Dr. Vanover. Doc, our partner, Rick Vanover, gave a, uh, a good education on uh, how this short wavelength light and this blue light impacts our body and our eyes. Um, so by absorbing that emission and not allowing it to get into the eye, it's a more comfortable image and long term, safer and healthier to the retina and to the structures of the eye.
0: So the standard ones that people are getting for computers will have a little bit of a blue tint to them. How about just the standard uh, anti-reflection coating for just general wear?
1: They might have a little bit of a, a greenish uh, tint to them depending on the type of light that they are uh, around. Um, because they'll also be absorbing some of that light and reflecting the color off the surface then. So the the anti-reflection coatings for standard wear
0: are relatively hard to notice. You have to kind of hold the lenses up to a certain angle to be able to see them. So if someone has a reflective anti-reflection coating for their glasses, normally
1: most people aren't going to be where they have it. Is that right? Exactly, and it makes your your overall appearance... uh, a lot more professional not to have these reflections coming off the surface of the glass. It's what you'll see in uh, uh, TV studios, newscasters, uh, obviously there's a lot of studio lights around those types of productions and you still don't see much uh, reflective glare on the surface of those lenses so it's a, it's a more professional, more comfortable look and, uh, and most of the time unless the angle is a, a certain certain degree you will see complete transparency through the glass right into the person's eyes. And that was even all the more important in the last year, as we know, because uh, um, the eyes had most of the emotion uh, that, that we, could, we could discern with everybody wearing masks.
0: So you don't want to have a mask with your glasses as well as a mask for your COVID. The, um, the, the look of the glasses themselves, so in, in
1: essence, the lenses almost start to look invisible. Exactly. Yeah. You get uh, almost uh, 99% light transmission through the lens and no reflection. And it's a pure image. It's a more comfortable image. And it's a much more attractive image if you're wearing spectacle corrections.
0: And the uh, there's also some other benefits to the anti-reflection anti-reflec- uh, coatings. In the old days, the anti-reflection coatings were, a, I believe, a dip technology. They would just soak the lenses in a in a chemical to do this. And those coatings, after Eh, eight, nine months, maybe a year will start to flake off. How about the new ones?
1: The new ones have incredibly advanced technology. And again, that's one of those things that uh, comes out of the research and development over the last 50 years. And the way that it's applied in a vacuum uh, application center after meticulous cleaning, the lab the lab technology now is absolutely amazing. And this vacuum application to the surface of the lens really bonds it to the lens much more tighter. In other words, with our valley extreme where we can have sometimes temperatures down in the 30s and temperatures up at the 110 degree level, when you think about it the lenses can undergo a lot of stress with those kind of temperature fluctuations and sometimes the coatings don't stick as well. And that was an example of some of the cheaper coatings, some of the older technology and they would delaminate, they would haze, they would crack, they would peel. It was frustrating and now this technology is so incredibly clear and crisp and um, almost like a, a quartz protection. The Tech Shield name allows the lab to have the confidence and the, and the durability of this, this coating application that makes the lens itself so much more durable that they're now warranting this product for two years. And when they say warranty, they mean if you scratch your glasses every day, you can replace them every day. Is that right? They're that sure of it. Exactly. That much confidence compared to the the old, the old coatings and the old warranties. So if you drop it uh, two weeks after you just got it replaced, they will replace it one more time and uh, continue to do so for up to two years. Uh, that's the kind of warranty confidence that these kind of uh, new technologies have inspired. But again, that's not with All anti-reflection coatings those are just with the tech shield exactly exactly there's a lot of coatings out there and uh, it's cheaper to apply them in different manners and then you end up with a lot of those delaminating problems these lenses do show impurities more visibly if they are on the lens so in other words you do need to keep them very clean and when these lenses are clean As Dr. Melrose has said, they're essentially invisible. But if there is any kind of a a smudge on the surface, you have to keep those things clean. And if they are um, an inferior coating, that cleaning and that kind of temperature variation and some of the chemicals that you might have on your skin and oils can cause the edge of the lens to start uh, causing the coating to delaminate. And uh, the text shield application prevents those from occurring. So basically like most items in the world to say that you
0: have an anti-reflection coating on your glasses is like saying you drive a car, but there is a difference between a Yugo and a
1: Maserati. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. The performance of the TechShield lens is second to none. And the uh, cost factor
0: between the Yugo and the Maserati is not as great with TechShield as it is with a Yugo and a
1: Maserati. Is that right? Not at all. Not at all. Especially if you uh, think that uh, Your glasses are are going to uh, be serving you for a year, two years, three years. The amortization is pennies, and the warranty is always worth it. So basically at Brookside, we're not really using anything but the tech shield, correct? Exactly.
0: Um, Yeah, because it's better to go with the best as opposed to going to something that's a second rate. True. Well, fantastic. So basically, if you want to have a cleaner vision, more attractive glasses, and glasses that you don't have to worry about for two years as far as scratches and uh, issues like that, the Tech Shield is a great way to go.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time today. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Melrose.
0: One of my distinct pleasures living here in the community of Stockton, California, has been to meet some very fine people who have spent their lives trying to make a difference in the community. And one of those is the Chamber of Commerce CEO, Doug Wilhoyt. Doug began his career as a police officer. He then became involved in local politics on the city and county level as a supervisor and whatnot. And for the last Couple of decades, he has been the CEO of the Stockton Chamber of Commerce and done an amazing job. Doug is going to be retiring this year, and it was my distinct pleasure to sit down with him the other day and discuss his viewpoints of Stockton and his career. I hope you enjoy my discussion with Doug Wilhoyt. Doug, tell me a little bit about the Chamber and what makes it so special.
2: Well, good morning, Bob. And the Chamber's been around uh, since 1901. We just celebrated our 120th anniversary last February, February 21st. Uh, and the Chamber has been the leader in the business community for all those 120 years, continuing to, to thrive during this most difficult time. Uh, and uh, we're very proud of what we've done in the past and what we're doing now, what we're going to do in the future. So we have a great staff, great volunteers, great members, and a great board of directors.
0: For viewers who aren't um, linked into... Chamber of Commerce's and whatnot, what does a chamber do?
2: Chambers across the country, uh, historically, are representative for business. Uh, But this Greater Stockton Chamber of Commerce has gone uh, many steps beyond with our programs. Uh, As you see on the wall behind us here, we have the Green Team. San Joaquin uh, was uh, inducted into the International Green Hall of Fame, the only chamber in the world uh, to be in the International Green Hall of Fame. Kind of simplifies what this chamber does. It does more than just mixers and and events. It does going out really helping the business community and the community as 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 a whole.
0: And how long have you been with the Chamber?
2: Well, on two different things. I was on the Board of Directors uh, when I was on the Board of Supervisors back in the uh, uh, late 70s, early 80s. And then I've been the CEO of the Chamber probably since
0: 1999. And I hear that that's a uh, a rain that's coming to an end.
2: Yes, it is. It's uh, July 21st, 2021. I'll be walking out the door and riding off into the sunset with a big smile on my face.
0: Well, and you'll have a lot of people smiling for you, but also... Shedding a little tiny tear uh, related to uh, missing you in the Chamber at this point. Give me some of the uh, Chamber accomplishments.
2: Well, I think we we could spend hours on what the Chamber's done since 1901, but let me kind of highlight three special things. The chamber was at the forefront of the beginning of the Port of Stockton. Uh, When it opened in 1932, there was a long, involved process, and the chamber worked with the the founders of the port, and when it opened up in 1932, the chamber was front and center as one of the ones that made it happen. Uh, I think if you go forward to, uh, we have now in the Pacific, back in the day, uh, the chamber was very, very involved. I'm looking at the pictures up here of the people back in 22 and 23 who were involved and uh, helping to bring, Pacific, COP, College Pacific, from San Jose to Stockton, and the history is in the connection between the two is just so great. I think the most recent one we've done is with the prison hospital about six, seven years ago when they are building a new prison hospital out of the authority facility, and it was obvious that the planning by the state was not proper. It was going to be a detriment to this community. So very proud the board of directors reached into their own pockets. And we filed a lawsuit against the uh, the state to make sure there was local hire to build it and that the hospital is protected. Because their plan was is to there would be no hospital beds at the prison hospital, quote unquote. But they were going to go to the different hospitals around the county with prisoners uh, and have when they needed medical attention uh, and have guards standing by them. And so people, the general public, was going to be put in harm's way. So it turned out that we won, and they built uh, a 25 unit uh, facility at the San Joaquin General Hospital. Their local hire was terrific. We work very closely with the unions on that. I and mean, a lot of chambers don't. That's something I'm very proud of. We walk hand-in-hand hand with the unions, and a lot of unions are members of the chamber, which is kind of unheard of sometimes across the country. So those are kind of the three that I think of real quickly. But I, I say, Bob, I can go on and on and on. The Accomplice Chamber, Accomplice Chamber, since 1901.
0: Now, we're in the middle of a pandemic, uh, And you know what, let me rephrase that. Hopefully at the end of a pandemic or close to it. But during this time period, I would imagine the chambers of commerce here in Stockton and elsewhere have been challenged with uh, the business community being so uh, hammered by this disease.
2: Yes, certainly we were affected just as much as the business community. But the important thing is during this time, I believe this greater Stockton Chamber of Commerce through the great work of Tim Quinn, Frank Farrell, Roxy Jewel Richardson, Leah Herr, all the rest of the staff, Stood up and was counted, and was leading the way to get the information out to uh, the business community and the general public through our website, email blast, uh, through social media of what to look for to to bring us back to a a more prosperous and healthy uh, Stockton and San Joaquin County. Um, an example: our SCAP, which is our Stockton Chamber apprenticeship Program, uh, with our contract with HSA, Human Service Agency, with the. Uh, uh, county uh, on a regular basis was calling all our members, all our members to see what they needed and need any help. So there was a personal contact, not just an email or something, but a personal phone call to the members uh, of the chamber saying, can we help? Here's the resources. And uh, it was very successful, very proud of all the staff. They, they are the ones that make this chamber work.
0: No, we, we, we do have an amazing staff. I know Brookside Optometric has been a part of the chamber uh, since, oh, at least since 82 and to our various uh, incarnations of names and whatnot. But we've always looked at the, being a member of the Chamber of Commerce as being a vital part of being a part of the a, of a business community within, within any type of uh, uh, town or city. The Chamber seems, in many cases, to be a, uh, a shining voice for positivity for a community. And I know I've had people ask me, how many people have you gotten from your Chamber membership? How many patients have come in because of your membership? And I tell them, I don't have a clue. All I know is is that a strong chamber makes for a strong community, a strong community brings jobs into a community. And through that, eventually, someone's gonna be coming into my office in some capacity. And I guess I just wanna say to anyone out there listening that when you support your chamber, you're just supporting the right voice for your community. Don't look at it as, how many people walk in your door because of that exact membership or because of that exact ad, but think of how many people come into your community because you have this strong voice for our community saying this is a place you want to live, this is a place you want to do business. Bob, you're
2: absolutely right. And that's what the Chamber stands for is community. And uh, to put it more personal, I'm a fifth-generation Stocktonian. And it, it bothers me is that it not only the CEO of the Chamber, but the Stocktonian, the negativity positivity gets us forward, gets us moving forward. And there's so many more positive things in this community, this county, that uh, far outweigh the negatives. And we need to all understand that. And the chamber and the business community working together make that happen.
0: No, you're absolutely right. Doug, I want to thank you for all the years of service you've given the community. I want to thank you for all the years, not only as a chamber member, but on the police force and whatnot, and all the roles you played in this community. You really are, Mr. Stockton. There's no question about it. And this community would have been very different had you not been a fifth generation Stocktonian. So thank you for everything you've done. Enjoy your retirement. We'll probably still bug you from time to time. That's okay.
2: Well Bob, thanks for your kind words, but my family is the one that's been honored and blessed to be Stocktonians. Uh, so in anything that I've done has been instilled in me my family to give back to the community. That's what everybody has to do is give back to this great community and we'll make it even stronger and better. But thank you, Bob, for you and with your company, your business does and everything, we appreciate very much.
0: I hope everyone enjoyed that interview with Doug Wilhoyt, the CEO of the Greater Stockton Chamber of Commerce. The Wilhoyt family has been a fixture in our community here in Stockton for generations. They have helped shape and make the community into what it is today and are just a reflection of the incredible people that you'll find here that are working to make our city stronger, better, and a happier place to live. So again, I want to thank Doug for his time and thank him for his service, and I hope his retirement is as glorious as it can be. That concludes this episode of iTalk. We'll be coming back shortly in a month or so to bring you more information about the eyes, the community, and whatnot. So until then, we hope everyone stays happy, safe, COVID-free, and sees the world exactly the way they want to. Dr. Bob Melrose for Brookside Optometric. Thank you for listening.